0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at Nerdtonomedia.com
1: Broadcasting from the Blanchard Center. This is Phoenix
0: FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM. Community radio for Dublin 15. everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling.
2: Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 22.5 FM on... And- Whatever day it is when you're checking us out on the internet, because of course we record it as well. This is the only wrestling podcast by fans that do not hate wrestling. It is the Wrestling Rewind, and we are here for our special Royal Rumble 2003. No, not 2003. 2023. 2003 was a terrible year. (laughs) 2023 Royal Rumble uh, coverage, where we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and mostly the bad um, from myself and Martin. But we're not alone. We're joined by a very special guest who we get to in a second my name is tower connor but my first co-host that i'm gonna introduce he is one and oh still waiting for cm punk the one the only you love me him, hate him mr martin Herty. How are everything's Martin?
1: grand grand yeah yeah punk's worried the the old Africa is getting less and less severe week by week so i i i estimate i'll be back to full strength by summer be a summer of punk
2: Summer Punk. You know, it's, everyone's going to be talking about SummerSlam, but you know they'll be talking about you versus Punk.
1: Maybe that's where we'll do it. Who knows?
2: At SummerSlam. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, d- d- sure. Sure, WWE will be flush with cash by then after the sale. So.
2: Well, the the trick is to get internet famous, right? And then that's your way in. You can like Logan Paul.
1: maybe walk through a suicide forest.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe don't do that. That that. that. <laughs> japan still hasn't recovered from that you know atrocity but uh yeah man i can't believe logan paul's in wdb i I really can't but anyway uh also joining us we have our special guest uh special guest host who is gracious with his appearance and he's just after oral surgery so you know you know give him a break dave welcome back to the show sir
0: How you? oh it's so good to be back welcome back to the only wrestling podcast hosted by people that actually enjoy wrestling it's so great to be back and i gotta say some of the impetus for me being here today comes from just what an amazing addition logan paul has been to the wwe and i am beyond thrilled and i can't wait to get into this what a time it is to be a wrestling fan
1: that's, I can't what... tell if this lad's trolling us or
0: what. <laughs> ah, yes, <laughs>
1: what?
2: yes, yes. This is This is old school Dave, going back to it, <laughs> digging
1: into the well. Dave, Dave, the next show, Dave's on, he's going to be like, do you know who was underrated? Great Kali.
2: <laughs> Great Kali couldn't be on television for long periods of time because he killed someone, did you know that? What? Yeah, in OVW.
1: Oh, jeez, no, I didn't know that at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's on his Wikipedia. So it's got to be true,
1: well, he definitely didn't do it with that big chop to the head.
2: no, no, it was a power bomb. Oh. <laughs> it was a power bomb I mean, um from that height, I suppose, yeah, so that, for anyone wondering why Greg Kelly only had like two minute matches and then he wasn't like the 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 pajami uh prison match, which was his match that he I don't think he was ever actually in. And then it had, like, Batista versus the Big Show. The reason why that happened was because he wasn't allowed to be in matches that were over five minutes on live television. So, um, yeah, there you go. There's a bit of trivia from the Great American Bash show. Because, because he
1: killed someone or because he was terrible?
2: I don't know. I always believed it was because he well, I had killed someone in training, but uh, it also be, could have been because he was terrible. So, there we go. So, no one died on this pay-per-view, which was good. Um, but, well, my, my love of WWE did Because uh, Cody Rhodes won And he didn't win as Stardust Which, again, I still think he should have But And also we had uh, You know, I've been here trying to defend Bray Wyatt And I love Bray Wyatt I really do He's one of my favourite wrestlers who's Just The minute he gets in the ring and all falls apart But I was in Rome before this And I, I flew home that day and I totally forgot this pay-per-view happened. I was watching it on the tablet and I was just like, okay, fair enough. And I, I thought they had like joked. I want to start with this first, guys. I thought they had joked that, you know, I didn't know this was happening, right? The Mountain Dew pitch black match. Now, Mountain Dew is a drink. So the match was sponsored by a drink. Yep,
1: now, and, and not even Irish Mountain Dew, which is Pachín. American Mountain Dew, which is what is it like an energy drink Dave or
0: Mountain Dew? It's like uh, It's like a lemon lime flavor. It has a bit more caffeine It's it, we consider it kind of like a gamer kid drink if you will
1: mm. Okay, so not a full Red Bull, but not a sparkling water.
0: No it's exactly. Like, yeah, no, it's like no, it's like yeah. yeah No, it's a it's a soda. It's a regular soda. It just has it seems to have extra sugar and dye in it. That, I don't know if that's myths or what, but it attracts people that play games and like wrestling for whatever reason. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and you know, look, I, I, in in theory, I don't have a problem with with this kind of thing because uh, look, for years WWE has had, you know, uh, weird sponsorships. Like, I, I the one that sticks out to me. And again, Martin, we, we cover this week to week, and we will see more of it as we go into the the end of the year. There, you know. I'll never forget, like, you know, Jerry Lawler losing his mind over Skittles randomly in the middle of a a WrestleMania and they're talking about Snickers, like, really, really aggressively.
1: So, I mean, look, this is the way... Do you ever see that ad where it's, uh, your man, everything he touches, turns to Skittles? No. So there's this ad for skittles where this fella every he touches turns to skittles and but he's like tormented by it like he goes to the marmite and he yeah, he sits down at his desk and his desk falls apart into a pile of skittles and all that. So uh yeah, Jerry Lawler has that power and people are just walking around going, where'd all the divas go? Why are there just piles of skittles everywhere? <laughs>
2: But no, like there's clips of it where he's like Skittles, 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 and you're like, oh my god, calm down, Jerry. How many Skittles have you had? It sounds like you've <laughs> eaten all the Skittles. So look, again, the pay per views being sponsored by candy or or soda or and that's fine. This was weird. Was was this weird for anyone else? That a match like it's like having hell in a cell sponsored by like Doritos.
1: Yeah, I mean, wh- Burger god, King
2: sponsors, uh, you know, TLC match.
1: It, what, what got weird. it for me was this was sold as Ellie and Nate and Bray Wyatt like hate each other. This is, you know, they've been building this thing for months. Um Basically since he showed up at uh, Survivor Series. Uh and, and this is this blood feud. This is how we're going to end it. It's the only way for this to end is with a Mountain Dew pitch black. It's like... It's not with a hell in a cell, with a street fight. It's like Bray Wyatt sitting around going, "Do you know what I really need to get all my rage and frustration out is corporate sponsorship?" It it just didn't. It'd be like it'd be like a Triple H and Cactus Jack Royal Rumble 2000. I'll see you at the Burger King Brawl. It's just it's a yeah,
0: that's it. Of it that's yes. right, just takes you over. Here's my question that I wonder, because and maybe it's a cognitive dissonance thing. Maybe it's different over in Ireland than it is in America, um, because we're so commercialized. I mean, in, so like NFL. Let's take for example. I mean, instant replays are sponsored by somebody. Uh, the the stadium, the actual game will be sponsored by somebody to the point that I just ignore whoever they mention first, and then okay, it's the Orange Bowl, like you know. So it's kind of that same thing. in My mind where it's like. Yeah, you're making money, fine, and then it's a pitch black match. Is I just don't make that connection because I'm just so used to the commercialization. Yeah, that's weird.
2: Yeah, that's weird. I mean, it, yeah, okay. That, I didn't glance.
0: Sorry. I didn't glance second at yeah, it. Like you guys yeah, are yeah. focusing on like the Mountain Dew thing, and in my mind, I'm like, I didn't even take a second thought i'm like yeah they wanted well, to get some money for this match and because of that we got to see some of some of the coolest like ultraviolet lighting that they pulled off they finished wrapping those ropes literally five seconds before the match started like that's how good production is okay. in and that Dave, company blew me
2: is that a serious thing or did you not even focus on this at all were you like
0: yeah no it really it doesn't yeah it cause like, okay, he,
2: okay 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 well i mean okay right I can understand the pay-per-view being sponsored. That's fine, and yeah, the, the replays. like yeah. The, and they used to have replays sponsored by, you know, whatever.
0: But the match, dude, it's just weird. Dude, I watch <laughs> NASCAR. Like I know, I know, sponsorships all over the cars. Like, I, I know,
2: just... but th- th- I don't think this has ever been done before in the, in wrestling. Where did? Cracker Barrel, yeah, I was just about to say and I in, you know, I know they did it, but that was also weird. And I actually I've mentioned that to some people recently when I was talking about this pay-per-view, and they're like, oh, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, and I'm even happy that they didn't do the way that that cracker barrel thing went down where they incorporated like into, into it, no, it's just they're sponsoring the match. Who cares? It's a pitch black match. Let's, what is it? Let's see what it is. This will be cool. It kind of even added to the mystique of like, what what could this even be, you know, going into it? Like mm. Mountain Blue, Mountain Blue, sorry guys, Mountain Dew doesn't make a black drink, you know, so yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah. sponsorship for them as well, you know, kind of, you know.
2: Okay, uh, well, moving for, for away,
1: me, it's because the whatever, but replay is being being sold or even the like new japan does the the ring canvas and all that like Mm. like that doesn't but what bothered me about this was that it was it was the corporate sponsorship element encroaching on the creative side of the product that's what did it for me as well coming into the storylines, it was coming into the creativity and bray wyatt is hard enough to take seriously at the best of times and then you you put in on top of it that he was Musing in his dungeon about how the only way he can really hurt LA Knight to the greatest degree possible is if he gets Mountain Dew involved. It just it didn't. It's
0: just like okay. See, yeah. Yeah, I like the meta game. Let's play the meta game here, right? Okay. So cool. let's let let's 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 hyper focus on Mountain Dew. What's Hold
2: the We'll break out a good one. We'll, we'll break out a good one. We'll, we'll break out an old one here. Play no, with
0: here. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Play with me for a second here. So <laughs> the. What, what, what's what's the trope for indie wrestling fans? Cheeto and Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. So let's play the metagame. They're, they're playing into that, which, as a wrestling fan, even more excites me, because I'm like, they get it. They know. They read it. It's, you know, I just, it's, I love it's
2: just weird, man. It's just a weird... <laughs> like, it, it, okay, if it had been the main event, if it had been any other match, I probably... Or even the Royal Rumble. I'm like, okay, that would have won. It's just the fact it's like... They hate each other so much that they invented new match, which actually isn't. It's just Naomi's gimmick. Without without Naomi, um, well, ima- imagine
1: the imagine the first Undertaker Kane Inferno match had been a Cheetos flaming hot Inferno match.
2: They missed the boat. Yeah, they should have done that. They missed the boat. They would
0: have made some sales.
1: I mean, yeah. On the <laughs> advertiser side, they would have <laughs> fucking lost a lot of viewers.
0: I mean, we all still watched it. And yet we have yet to talk about the wrestling i know yeah yeah, yeah. but okay but uh, okay you're saying it's you're saying it's a deterrence but it didn't stop us from watching the match at the end of the day
2: okay well let's talk about the match itself so bray came out and had paint all over him which was pretty cool to be fair and then the gimmick the match is that the ropes were luminescent and um, you know it was basically black light it was a match in a black light my problem with this match was one it was far too long. Two, they did spots that nobody could see because it was in the dark. And three, he put a mask on at the end. Hold on, let me finish. He put a mask on at the end that made him vulnerable. Why didn't he wear that mask at the beginning? It's like you have this mask the whole time where you cannot be beaten. So you're gonna rest a full match, then put the mask on, bro. That makes no sense. So. I know. We're going to let Dave defend this because D- Dave thought this was great. So, Martin, what did you think about this beforehand?
1: I mean, uh, so the, the thing you said about the light was interesting because, yeah, I found it kind of hard to see as well. And it just made me think of, do you remember when they did the Hell in the Cell and they put a big red light in it and everyone complained that they couldn't see it? It's like they just haven't learned from that. In terms of pure wrestling, uh I mean, it was it was fine, it was a Bray Wyatt match it was the spot on the table was, was pretty cool beyond that I mean I just, there was nothing in this that did anything other than bore or irritate me uh, and then you got super silly at the end with Uncle Howdy showing up and doing an elbow drop that missed by four or five acres It was the best part the, <laughs> I think do you know what because I don't want to sound like I've just been down it to be down it I think Bray Wyatt is one of those characters that you either get it or you don't and it's it's just not for me
2: I love Bray Wyatt I don't know why he breaks my heart like this it's like stop doing the stupid stuff and just focus on the spooky things and you would be fine
1: yeah I mean I was a big fan of The Fiend for a while on, on, until it went completely off the rails. I think yeah, he I, he just he doesn't have anyone to to let his let his creativity go and then just tap the brakes every so often. I I it's weird though because Taker actually
2: handed the the over to him there on Raw like last mm, week.
0: That was a moment, wasn't it? Ooh, yeah, chills.
2: Yeah, it was. And then it's just like did Taker know that there was going to be Mountain Dew? In this match, did he know it was going to... Because I think he would have been like, give me that baton back, because... <laughs> what are you doing? Buddy, what are you doing? buddy mountain dew all over my baton, and now it's sticky. <laughs> it's sticky. It's like, it's like a five-year-old with the Xbox controller. Um, Dave, okay, we're going to give you some time, because you, you love this show. I don't know. I, I can't, tell, can't tell if you're joking or not, so...
0: No, so let me give context, right? Okay, go on. Why well, I absolutely love this show. So... Um, a recurring theme is that i adore watching wrestling with either casual fans or people who maybe haven't watched in a while um so for this i had a a rumble party um for the rumble itself um it was my sister my brother my fiance and a couple other people and it was cool because So, you know, the Rumble started it off, which got everybody super hyped and invested for the rest of the night. So then, you know, we were there, also context, at Hell in a Cell when Bray Wyatt returned. So there's an emotional connection to every time I see him now and that door opens, I just go back to what it was like in Wells Fargo Arena when that happened. And so, you know, when this match started, I just go all in. You know, I, I like watching... Wrestling in those situations through the eyes of like childlike wonder, like let's Santa's still real. Let's go that way. So I turned all the lights out in my house and we just went in and just enjoyed it. And for a TV audience, there was nothing that we couldn't see or couldn't miss. Um, So that's like where a lot of the excitement came from. And then as far as if I want to defend the actual match itself, I'll highlight the end of it um what do you need out of a blood feud you know it's essentially what this is right you need a definitive um you know we hate each other there's not a way that you're coming out of this match where we both are gonna you know keep it I mean they might keep it going but you know like it's not supposed to be a continuing thing it's supposed to be the culmination Well, how did this match end LA Knight's dead he's straight up dead they killed him he got an elbow drop from however high up in the air through whatever. Explosions went off. Fire erupted. He rolled into the fire. Hasn't been seen since. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that Taker used to do if we're going to talk about baton passing. So I think it hit that note. Was it perfect? No. But anytime they do something new and innovative, it makes me excited that they're not being complacent. Maybe it's not always hit and miss for the. Or maybe it's not always hit, but this was this was this one hit for me. I really, really enjoyed the concept. It can be tweaked, and I will take this over a boiler room brawl where you can't see anything, and it's not even happening in front of an audience. So yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it told a great story, and it accomplished what their feud was supposed to accomplish. And for the people watching it, they couldn't get over how cool everything looked, and just oh wow they. WD I mean, can do this kind of production. And I wasn't joking earlier, um, for those that listen to Pat McAfee's show, he was saying how astounded he was at how quickly they were able to get everything changed from the rumble for that match during the video package, literally tying the ropes up in the tape right as the music was hitting for the entrances That's and had that, like clear. Like, it's just, oof. I, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that excites me in wrestling, so I enjoyed it.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, that's look I can't put a hole in that, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I really can't. Uh, I mean, look, no one was saying it wasn't a cool thing. And it was. It's just when it comes to Bray Wyatt, it's it's disappointing because wow. it's like it, it's all the stuff that impedes people from taking them seriously. Like Martin, you're one side of the thing where you just cannot take them seriously at all, which is fair. I totally get it. I love him i love him because he's like he's you know i've i love the weird spooky things right i just do i think they're great there's so much potential there where he could be this undertaker s character because what people don't realize is yeah taker is a character of different worlds where his first career his first career career run actually wasn't very good his matches around 1997 to 1998 got really good then he got injured wasn't good again for a while. Got really, really good then towards the head end of his career, particularly with Shawn Michael. So I mean, to even Taker's career, there's a lot of stinkers there, right? There are, there are. So let's be fair. Um, but I don't think Bray Wyatt has had that match yet, if that makes sense. Where he's had mm-hmm. that standout, that standout moment where you're like, "Oh, I get it now." I don't think he's ever had that. I think, you know, the the Wyatt family definitely did. They had it with the Shield, which is probably one of the best matches in recent memory. And it's just kind of, it's, it's just a tough sell for people, you know. See, and I've seen people I, tear this apart all, all across the internet. Sorry, Martin, um, go on.
1: I really like the spooky stuff. It, like, I think wrestling really works with that. You know, it can be, like, an intimidation tactic or, like, a mystery character or something you just don't know how to prepare for, whatever. It's... When it steps over then into, no, 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 he's actually magic, that... It just loses me at that, you know? No, I'm okay Lily, with... Like... Lily the doll running <laughs> around, and...
0: It's it just... Well, see, I I mean, not... I, yeah, Dara's gonna say exactly what I'm about to say, so go.
2: Yeah, I was gonna... I'm okay with that. I mean, like, wrestling does have that element to it and i mean we've accepted that there was an undead wizard there was a burned man who actually isn't but burned, burned on the inside but was burned at one point uh we've accepted a, a marine that it was never a marine but is a marine but he never gives up we've accepted you know
0: we accepted uh, a wrestler who was cast as a marine who was a marine but was dishonorably discharged and thus uncasted as the marine
2: and then we've also <laughs> accepted that one man is actually four people at the same time yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. It's, it's, you know,
1: it's, it's like the Avengers for me. It's mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, right, so there's the Hulk. Okay, dude got hit by radiation. There's Captain America, like this genetically modified soldier. There's uh, Iron Man, you know, rich guy, uses technology, buys a suit. And then it's like, oh, there's Thor. He's God. It's oh, for <laughs> God's sake. Well, look, the thing about, no, I,
2: I, I do think there is room for it, right? I, I genuinely do because like even okay going on to comics for a second in superman superman is is literally a god right and yes. you know you can the whole po- like he just is the interesting part of superman is how he interacts with people and his character study right mm-hmm. so that's that's the appeal of him and very few people have actually been able to do that there's like a handful of guys who've actually written superman correctly
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i think that kind of sums up that comics and like you can use any kind of foil of a character any kind of wrapping of a character but it's how they're used and that's the important part and i don't think bray Wyatt has actually had that yet going back to the match there's, there's no point like instinctively it needs to be done in the ring and you know the joke is and it's not a joke bray Wyatt's it's incredible until he goes through the ropes and then that's it mm-hmm. the minute that bell rings it falls apart and unfortunately, you know, LA Knight, he was brought in literally to be fed to, to Wyatt. And he has been. And where did he go now? Nowhere. What happens after this? I don't know. You know, what would, no, okay. what would have made more sense here is Wyatt wins. Because he had to win. It was his first match back, right? Um, but then he's attacked by somebody. Somebody who was happy he was gone or something to build up to another character. And I don't think they found that ebb and flow with him yet. And my concern, to go back to Martin's point, doing the spooky stuff for no reason is pointless and wasted. And the, why, why are you bringing in all this Wyatt family thing? Like even your man, Captain Howdy, in mm-hmm. the space of three weeks, he was Bray Wyatt, he was a different guy, they were, fr- they were enemies and now they're friends. That's four weeks. What is it? Like, there's no clear-cut thing here, you know? And for me, that's my concern, that the spooky stuff is being done, but no one's keeping track of it. And that's when it goes off the rails for
0: me. I'll fantasy book it. I'll fantasy book what you do with LA Knight to make it work. Sure. Um, so he's dead, right, Um. as far as we're concerned. We haven't watched SmackDown yet. It hasn't aired. Um, so what if... <laughs> yeah. What if Bray Wyatt uses pitch black Mountain Dew to revive him from the dead, which brainwashes him to become a part of his family? I okay. mean I mean look that would at least be something. Well yeah, know? I'm trying to I'm trying to take a ridiculous idea and just throw myself into it and if we're going ridiculous how but, would you incorporate that and make it work? But see, here's the thing.
2: That's something they would do in the Ad era.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, uh, Martin, we're we're watching Undertaker build now his ministry where literally he's doing that. But instead of Mountain Dew, it's blood, which, I mean, is a little bit better than Mountain Dew.
1: But, it's, you know. It's, again, because it's not the... It's the, the idea itself, I don't mind. It's the fact that it's it's... This sponsorship is that the Undertaker's sitting around going, oh, "I need to do a bloodbath, but where am I going to get so much blood?" Oh, I know who does blood. I'll, you know, uh, Viacom, Viacom, the, 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 the Viacom, Viacom bloodbath. Like it's, it's just it, uh, are, are, you know, it, like a, are you guys like Are you guys allergic overste-
0: to this company making money? I'm so confused. No, no, no. But no, it, it's, it's just such a weird it thing, steps
1: man. Steps <laughs> into the creative side of it. It, it completely pulls me out of the
0: yeah. uh, sort of no,
1: suspension of,
0: of disbelief. Every, it's very fair. I mean, all your points are very fair. I'm, no. I'm not disputing that. Like, definitely, like, from your perspective, if I was in your shoes and that's how I'm watching it, I would feel the exact same way. And that's the beauty of wrestling to me, is it's just all about set and setting almost, if you yeah, will.
2: Absolutely. It's, <laughs> like, here's <laughs> the thing. It, it, I don't know. It's just I've never seen that. Like, if this is, how, if this is, like, Again, I've no problem with them making money. I have no problem with them doing this. I've no problem. It's just it just kill like this match specifically. It any other main event, it's just I hate you so much. This is a blood feud. I need this product.
0: <laughs> the sponsored
2: match. It's so silly. And the thing about it is it's not even a match that's established. No one knew what a pitch black match was. Mm-hmm. I assumed that the Mountain Dew was going to be used in the match. I thought it was going to be like a pool of match or something. a pool of Mountain Dew. Well,
0: that's not you how we do it in America, man.
2: I don't it's, know, man. Like, what you I'm just
0: you, you send an email, they send you a couple thousand bucks, you throw their logo up there, boom, done.
2: Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> if, if they had, like, if this had been an established match, at least you know what to expect. Like, it could have been anything, you know? I think doing it at this point was a bit, was a bit iffy. Now, there's nothing to stop them from doing it again, and they probably will. Yeah.
0: But, uh, Poor and Bray also, Wyatt. that's all I can say. Also, we don't know. Sorry, Derek. I was gonna say. Also, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. What if this is part of a much larger partnership with Mountain Dew that's gonna lead to having oh, Bray Wyatt? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Which is gonna lead to <laughs> when you go to the store, when they, you can buy Bray Wyatt's face on Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Oh my God! Like this, 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 might, this might we this don't know what the for market. I mean, you can joke about it, but at the same time, I mean, who would, most people remember Machu Man Randy Savage for Slim Jims more than anything else that are non-wrestling fans. If So, like, is it really that bad? They've been doing this in the 80s. I, I, yeah,
2: I, I, you see, that's the thing. I just think the misstep here was having it as the first introduction to a pitch-black match. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Like... It, and it was five minutes. We spent half an hour talking about. it.
0: I'm I'm astounded. <laughs> but even, you yeah, guys are even, so triggered right, by this match. Right, look, it's just <laughs> like, weird, enjoyed, dude. It, it was so weird. Moved
1: on. Right, take <laughs> okay. the Mountain Jew out of it. Right, take the Mountain Jew out of it. Right, it's a pitch black match. I still yeah. don't get how that's the end to a blood feud. Either way, no. no, no, take, no, no, take. So take out. Oh, forget the Mountain Jew. Bray Wyatt is in this blood feud LA night and he's going, the only way for us to settle our differences is with glow tubes and neon paint and turn the lights down. <laughs> it it just doesn't... It, oh, the whole thing, it just reeked of corporately wedged in there. Uh, it it took me com- like completely out of it. The fact that it came directly after a rumble, which started on a hay, Opening with uh, Walter and Sheamus, awesome. Gunther. Ending, with, end with Gunther. I, to, to the day I day, Walter. <laughs> Ending with uh, Cody winning. I was delighted Cody won. I didn't you. think the Rumble match in between was was great. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, just that it went into this afterwards.
0: Let me, let, let me drop two stats for the audience. Just two stats that I think are fascinating. And Michael Cole said this um, this week on uh, the Pat McAfee show. He didn't say what the numbers were because WD doesn't like to announce what their mm. actual numbers are. But just mm. keep this in perspective. If we're talking about success, um, financially, this was the highest gate in the. This was the highest gate for a Royal Rumble in history, ever like that's that's ridiculous standard royal rumble not the slideshows like this the highest gate ever in their history um also if you want to talk about are we are fans engaged in wb do they care this was the most watched royal rumble in history last year had the record this year beat it by 50 percent. i honestly wish they had they would tell you what the numbers were so that It sounds more legitimate when I say that because you could just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But I mean, it's showing that the company is growing. It's showing that the company is engaging younger viewers, Logan Paul. So what we're seeing is success that's going to lead to them selling for a higher price. Like I just this is just everything makes sense that they're doing right now. And people are loving it and tuning in and watching it.
1: But I'm not a WWE shareholder. I don't care about any of that. I only care (laughs) about what I see on the television. And if it is boring the hell out of me, I don't care if they're up. 100% in the stock market or throwing another billion in Vince's pocket means nothing to me. i am sat here with me, Tesco value whiskey, watching this at (laughs) 3 a.m., you know, like all all the outside stuff means nothing. What I am watching on the television is all that matters to me.
0: And to be be fair, what happened on the television is my second favorite royal rumble i've ever watched Oh, period geez. period Full okay snap. i what was the first uh the three faces of mankind
2: oh, okay that's good that's a good pick i love the 2001 one that's my favorite rumble legitimately i think it's wonderful but here's the thing even in that one they have drew carey coming out and getting like annihilated by kane <laughs> which awesome. is brilliant i i don't know like look the rumble itself wasn't bad. The only reason why I didn't like the rumble is because Stardust didn't show up. Um, like genuinely, I really wanted them. I thought they were going to do it, and they just didn't. Um,
1: I, right. I didn't think it was bad. I, I just thought it started off very promisingly, and then mm. was was pretty like it was pretty dull for a while. Like the whole thing of the rumble is, you know, every ninety seconds. You're going to get a pop. You're going to get a surprise. I did, a surprise. I did hear
2: to... something though, Martin. I did hear something. I was listening to Cornette's show before tonight. And I normally don't because it's Jim Cornette. But he did make a good point. And I think Brian Alvarez, Brian Alvarez said the same thing. Um, sometimes you have to give the people what they want. And they really wanted Cody to win.
1: No, I, I wanted Cody to win. I'm talking about the, the body of the Rumble itself was... Completely bereft of like any kind of like apart from Booker T, any kind of surprise entrances, any kind of sort of unexpected stuff, um, mm. any kind of big. Now I'll 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 admit that you know maybe um Kofi's uh, accident, yeah, you know, maybe that yeah maybe confused things a wee, but I'm sure he had loads of different spots left. And as much as I hate the YouTube prick, the spot he did with Ricochet was pretty cool.
2: Oh that's, my two, gosh. that's two edits I got to do.
1: Ah, oh, prex not, is it? Yeah. <laughs> three edits. That's, that's three edits. <laughs> I could have sworn I was minute 55. I feel like we've been talking no. to Bray Wyatt for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: I just want to talk about the rumble match. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. So, I, I thought the rumble was, was okay. Until it wasn't um and as soon as as soon as cody came out that's when i was devastated so
0: okay i want to ask so this is um been a very very interesting debate that's been going on and by debate i mean i read a cbs news article um so what do you guys think about cody being number 30. Hey, spoiler alert, he was number 30. We're going to obviously do this rumble in a complete shamble out of order because they didn't enjoy it and I thought the entire thing was filled with storylines and every moment had impact and if something was missing that was happening in the ring, what was happening on commentary was cracking everybody that I was watching it up with. So it was just, we were thoroughly sports entertained.
2: I I want to experience wrestling this way. Dave, how do I experience wrestling this way?
0: Oh, come over to my house. Yeah,
2: because I mean, it sounds so wonderful. I think you know us, us just being cynical, Martin.
1: It, well, you I, know, I don't. I don't want to be like The do like. fact <laughs> that I, the fact that I even sat down and paid for this and watched it. That I think fair. I, we, we
2: we paid for it anyway because we we do a show where we have to. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. but I still have, I still have in me, like from. Growing up as a, growing up as a kid, growing up uh, watching wrestling, I still have in me that faint spark that maybe this time it'll be good, or maybe WWE will turn things around, or maybe things will change. So, like, I I genuinely don't want to sound cynical. I turned this on, really wanting it to be good. And whenever it kicked off with Sheamus and Walter
0: that's how it kicked off. The show oh, kicked off on an epic moment that nobody knew was happening, including Michael Cole. Three people in the company knew Pat McAfee would be there. And the pop that he got, boy, am I so glad he's back. I mean, who knows when he'll be back on commentary. Obviously, it's not like uh, he's not coming back weekly, but just to know that he's a part of that company and what he brings and the younger audience that he brings in with him, poof.
1: I think he's a big star in the States, is he?
0: He's, a, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. He's just a very, very charismatic person when it comes to the football world. And mm. because of that, um, he loves, just adores wrestling. Yeah, obviously we all know this. I mean, he, he worked through NXT. It's not like he just jumped to WrestleMania. Mm. So, yeah, and the stuff he does on commentary, it's just pure passion and love. And it's a different type of way to listen and absorb the product because we're not getting the scripted stuff even vince and triple h are like we just want you to go out there and be yourself because that's what we're paying you for that's what people enjoy about you be be the foil to everybody else just go out there and be pat mcafee and fans are eating it up
2: yeah he's great he's for before triple h took over he was the only bright light in that company for me so i i 100 agree 100 percent agree
0: um. Yeah, and I, I um, and a lot of stuff that like I've I've learned has come come from him in terms of great interviews. If, if you guys haven't, if you guys are listening and you're looking for some interesting interviews to listen to. Um, his with Brock Lesnar from maybe two years ago was great on his show. Um, he had I think Triple H on Vince, um, obviously Adam Cole, but that was a storyline thing. So. It's, it's it's really very interesting to see him broaden wrestling up to people who aren't otherwise exposed to it because it goes in waves of popularity in terms of mm. mainstream mm. um and I think we're on the crux of it getting back into that mainstream success again we've got TV that they're putting out with this bloodline that is the best I can't do it yet so okay the best <laughs> crap that they've been that they've put on television in a decade this is astounding i i I love it. I'm so happy. I I'm, I'm I'm so happy that's happening. That I want them to decide, you know? What, we're not really selling this. Let's just keep doing this because what they're doing is making me so happy as a fan.
2: I just wish Cody wasn't there. I, that's fair.
0: That's Now let me ask you. So this was Go the question on. I meant to ask earlier and sorry for getting off track, you know. I uh, there there's been a conversation about whether it was the right or wrong decision for him to enter at number 30. I know why I think it's the right decision and why other people are saying it's the right decision, but I'm curious what you guys think. So I was listening to Spotify the other day, and
2: a song came on and I was like, this is a good song. And then I get the same anger that I get when Event Sevenfold show up on a gym, play- on a gym playlist. And it was Cody's team music. And I took my headphones off and got angry.
0: Hmm. That's how much I hate Cody it's a lot that that's fair so it's for in, you it's in, just a pure of, personal bias that was going to ruin it for you no matter what that's no so. i mean if he showed up as stardust it would be fine okay, okay but uh, even still let, let's in, focus in on the, the, the number 30 spot let's just focus on him being number 30 and why that matters because it was cody Rhodes.
1: i mean right for me i i wanted cody to win um just because i i like cody and uh, Will uh me. In, in, it made sense in the, <laughs> in the in the story. Um, I, I didn't think putting him in a thirty was the right thing because yeah. his whole his whole story has been that he you know he, he he battles up WWE put him in a goofy gimmick and then kicked him out and he battled his way up through the Indies and then made his own company and then got to such a level that they begged him to come back. He ripped his knocker off its bone and he still battled his way through uh hell in a cell i wouldn't have put him in at number one or anything like that but i think mid to high 20s just so that there was still an element of fighting it putting him in at 30 just had a, a slight tinge of a um sort of handing it to him you know like you'd put the like if if there was the heel like a cowardly heel who you wanted to put in you know he'd try and get the number 30 or you'd send him out at 30 you know i just didn't think it suited his character it didn't by any means you know ruin any of the the stuff for me I, I i wouldn't have gotten into like a you know a debate in the newspaper about it but um i i just thought somewhere around the 20s would have made more sense
2: yeah i think like him being not on the show it would have been made more sense, but
0: yeah, sure I wanted it to be Triple H, so whatever. Um I wanted it to be AJ Styles, but his ankle's broken. I get it. Um No,
2: okay, no, I mean so No, to be honest, no, in, in all seriousness, no seriousness. Uh I agree with Martin actually wholeheartedly. Uh 24 edges slot would have been perfect actually for him. And the reason why I said it is because you would have had him having the battle through um quite an actual packed last last couple of lads. But um or even at Seth Rollins' point, which was 15, and I think if you had have swapped Seth Rollins and had him as 30, that would have kind of been like, oh,
0: will he actually do it? Um, that could have been interesting.
1: But Yeah.
0: So this is uh, the very, very, very rare time when I agree with Dave Meltzer. Um, and this is what he said. Uh, let's see here. This is from the Wrestling Observer. Um, why he came in at number 30. Um while it wasn't a perfect, I'm just going to quote this, so just bear with me, it's a paragraph. Uh while it wasn't the perfect babyface move to have the heel start at 56 minutes and 30 seconds earlier than the babyface when they were the final two or the booking where Rhodes was basically gifted number 30, putting anyone else at number 30 would have likely led to a very bad reaction live because it wasn't Zayn. Rhodes was the guy that felt they could count to quell any negativity from the fans. Zane should not have been in the Rumble if he wasn't going to win it, because that would only get people who wanted him in the main event spot matter. And to that, we point directly back to Dan O'Brien. Oh, that's everybody, a very good point. everybody oh, going that's very into this point. match, I even. I but fully expected this... Sammy Zayn and Jay to be in this match and then that to turn into some sort of feud and one of the two of them to win. That was my prediction going in, is Jay or Sammy's winning this. So I was fully waiting for the bull line to start showing up, or at least Zayn. But so... didn't this
1: sort that out earlier at the start of the show where didn't Rain say something like, you're by my side all night, Sammy? Or He said something to the effect that basically... Sammy, you're with me all night. You're not in the Rumble. Like, Surely that sorted that out.
0: I mean, they also gave Bryan a match earlier in the night where he got injured to the point that, well, storyline injured to the point that he clearly couldn't enter the Rumble. That didn't stop the fans from booing the crap out of Rey Mysterio coming in at number 30 because all they wanted was Daniel Bryan to come out and win. And... That's but what shit. a lot of fans wanted. They wanted Sami Zayn to come out and win, and that would be the betrayal. So, Ooh, but I so I just, I 619.
1: Just don't, and I'm like, because I actually like Dave Meltzer, so it's, I'm the opposite. It's rare that I disagree with a lot of what he says, but I, I just don't think this logic holds up because if the fans want Sami and the thing that Roman said earlier in the night isn't enough to tell them that he's not showing up.
0: People surely in the audience, you, remember, people even, in the live audience don't always aren't always in their seats for those segments. They are right, not but, always paying it. They may not even be able to hear those segments okay, happen even, when you're even in the
1: setting audience. Setting that aside, even setting that aside, surely then having Cody come out at 30 either puts the Sammy's in heat on him, or having whoever come out at twenty-nine and people know for a fact Cody's in it. So as soon as the guy comes out at twenty-nine and it's not Sammy it mm-hmm. puts the heat on him like it's i don't know yeah. I, I just I, I don't think that logic f- follows through
2: like for example i know i was born. <laughs> oh, of course, you, whole- were, Darren. Of course <laughs>
0: you were there of course you but now yeah, i i i see what you're saying and i i understand that to a certain extent but you also have to keep in mind that daniel bryan like again wasn't Supposed to like be in the match, clearly. They openly said he's not in the match or anything like that. But the fans didn't care. The fans knew he wasn't in the match. They did not care. They spent the... they. I mean, Batista got destroyed. Uh, he quit WWE because of that, essentially. Um, you know, and Rey Mysterio, one of the icons, the icons of all people got food because it's not what they wanted. But here's the difference because we knew that Cody was in this match and because they were all night long, they were thrush, they were throwing in the Cody promos, the coming back promos, the can he do it? You know, can he win? Can he make this dream, quote unquote, you know, happen? Um, you knew who number 30 was going to be. So when Logan Paul came out, which then got the big pop, which then got the big pop and then had an epic moment that went viral has like, I don't even know how many hundred million views I've I had non-wrestling fans texting me about it going, "Whoa, that was really cool. I didn't know they could do that kind of thing in wrestling. Like mm. those viral moments really help. So, so because of that, then you knew Cody's next. So there's no, you're not going to get mad that it's not Zane because at that point you realize, well, okay, Zane's not in this match. And Oh yeah, Cody, like, yeah, I'm excited for Cody to be here. Cause a lot of WWE fans genuinely, i really excited for Cody to be there, so be. it worked in this situation. It's I a tight, actually, it's the tightrope. Those,
2: a tight those rope. um those Cody promos all night made me sick in my mouth.
0: I'm sure they did. look.
2: No, he did. I I I was was actually unwell. That's how much you, I hate him. It, no, I,
0: think I think it's a problem. Like <laughs> you you know, I'm not his biggest fan either. Especially, I didn't like the stuff that he was doing in AEW because I just I, I just thought it was very unsafe. And then on Raw, he made a promo, which was fire, by the way. If um, anybody listening hasn't heard Cody Rhodes' promo after winning the Rumble on uh, Raw this past week, it was gold. And he had a line in there, which was, I left the company to go and try and start something to make wrestling safer at the cost of not being safe myself. And I learned from that mistake, and that's why I'm back. Or something along those lines. And I was like, he actually said it. He actually owned up to the fact that he was taking chair shots and stuff while saying, oh, but I want to give health insurance. We going to make it safer and all this stuff. So he, he owned up to that. Well, and yeah, it's scripted, you know he has, but, but he it has,
2: worked. But he hasn't apologized for what he did to Triple H's throne.
0: No, but they did throw uh how, but no, that's fair, but it was kind of uh, it was kind of chill inducing when uh, Seth and him were uh, trading the pedigrees cuz that's always in the oh, back yeah. of my mind. I'm like, "Ooh, Cody, Cody and Cody's pedigree look like crap." But uh it was it was it was, it was a cool moment cuz you know that that's what that's a nod to and there were sledgehammer references yeah. um on commentary uh when Cody Rhodes was out there so like they they know what they're doing they they are openly referencing that stuff happening they're not pretending that AEW doesn't exist and that he wasn't there and I like that cuz normally like they would.
2: it's not like when AJ yeah. Styles debuted. it's like he was yeah. in Florida for 14 years
0: yeah the hottest <laughs> free agent in all of wrestling that has been he was in Japan we'll talk about Japan all you want guys like <laughs>
2: just thought about TNA yeah. it was just called Florida that's <laughs> just all it
0: Florida. is don't google it don't no don't definitely don't it.
2: <laughs> anyway so yeah. guys right we have about 6 minutes left um, to kind of let's talk about the main event and then we'll talk about the women's rumble after the break mm-hmm. so the main event uh, was heartbreaking for a lot of people for a lot of reasons um, mm-hmm. it obviously was like it told a pretty good story, to be fair. Mm. I I did actually really like the story that they told in this. Roman Reigns did win. Did win. Excuse me. Um, but uh, Kevin Owens put a hell of a show on. And the match of twenty minutes. Um, so Roman Reigns is still your champion going into uh, the Road to WrestleMania. But there was the turn. Sammy saying turn is back on the Bloodline. So it looks like that's finished. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Uh, my question to, to you, Martin, is where do you think this is going and what did you think of the match?
1: Um, I thought the match itself, the bell the bell 20 minutes, was uh, very good. I think it was, uh, I mean, it was by far the, the strongest match on the show. Um, uh, the angle that came afterwards was excellent. Um, it's, I mean, the part of your tag team or part of your you know group or whatever turns on your, your breakups like one of the oldest tropes in wrestling but they did a phenomenal version of it i think if sammy Zayn, uh if wrestling doesn't work out for him the dude has to go into acting he was incredible he did something you don't often see on wwe or on wrestling in general in his reactions were subtle and nuanced mm. to what was going on it was he was really selling it. Like you genuinely, your suspension of disbelief was, was completely there for that. Like you were, there was nothing else happening in the world. Like never even mind the chair shots or the super kicks or whatever. Looking at Sammy's face sold that whole um angle for me. And uh, even Roman, I thought, um, uh, sold it excellently uh, the bit at the end where he was stood at the stood in the ale and he says to sokoa uh, oh, we're at war now something like that it, it didn't feel like a big wwe scripted moment It didn't feel like a bunch of sitcom writers had sat around and come up with it. it just felt very natural very normal
2: Uh, Dave, what do you think about what Martin said?
0: Yeah, I think I think Martin hit that on the head. I think he absolutely nailed it. Yeah, what the in-ring stuff? Excellent. Yeah, I mean Roman at this point is is he's 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 a very good worker, and if this point if people are saying he's not, it's just it's just bias. Um, I don't like. Yeah, I'll be straight up. I don't like Roman Reigns. You know, as like he's not who I want to be the next John Cena, but he's doing. Good in ring work at this point, so I'll take it. Um, and the bloodline stuff has then elevated him to the point where now I really like him. So that's that's crazy to me. I went from hating Roman Reigns to loving Roman Reigns, and he's a heel. And I, I, I but the point is for this match, yeah, match was great. But what happened after? Like Martin said, that that was just absolute brilliance. When you can get fifty one thousand plus people. To sit in silence for 10, 15 minutes, just shocked and just staring like eyes agape, jaws open. Just what's going to happen? Uh, we can't believe this is happening. And they drug out the beating of Owen so long that it seemed like, oh, no, this isn't when Sammy turns because the pay-per-view is going to go off the air. I mean, it was already... An hour and ten minutes over the runtime. So, at, at that point, I mean, uh, Cole, McAfee, Graves—they didn't talk for the last fifteen minutes of the pay-per-view. They just let the crowd and what was happening in the ring. Just that energy, that vibe speaks for itself. And if you want to watch something that's going to make you say magic, that—that's what that was for me. That was wrestling magic, when it comes to storytelling, wrestling, acting, selling, uh, delivering, every single thing made sense. It wasn't contrived, like Martin was saying normally. mm. It felt authentic, just like this whole Bloodline thing has, which is so bizarre for this company.
2: And that's why I loved it. So we are going to have to go to break in a second. But what I will say on that, um, it's very much like the Yadjidhar. You know, Martin, we've looked uh, on the main show, we've looked at the Royal Rumble 1999 into St. Valentine's Day Massacre up to WrestleMania. And I got flashbacks of the Mick Foley rock turn from 2000, which we will have to do, you know, where, you know, the rock appears to help Mick Foley out because he can't, he, he, he can't watch him go through that beating, you know, um, so look it works it's great it was one of the high points of the show if not the high point of the show for a lot of people but we are going to have to call it there guys for for our phoenix fam listeners again guys I want to thank you so much for listening in dave how can the good people reach you
0: yeah absolutely you can find me on instagram or twitter at the dave stevens and uh i respond to all my dms so feel free to ask questions i'm here to i'm here to show you why wrestling's fun brilliant martin uh, if you send a letter
1: to uh, Bard of Armagh, South Armagh, Ireland, I will get back to you at some stage. Include a stamped addressed envelope.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Well, guys, we'll be back after this break. If you're listening to us on the podcast, of course, over on Nerdcore Media, uh, the com, and the True Penny Channels. Otherwise, thank you so much for checking us out here on Phoenix 92.5. you have nothing else to do on a Saturday? Do you like nerd things? Now so check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network.
0: Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.
2: Alright guys, and we're back here on Phoenix at 3.5 FM. Sadly, Dave had No, no, sorry,
1: Dara, just uh, uh, didn't want to interrupt you there. It's just that uh, Dave's just had a quick word with me. So for any of our listeners who don't know, Dave had uh, surgery uh, on his jaw, um, and talking's quite difficult. So he is still on the podcast, he is still here with us, but what he's going to do is he's going to type into the chat box whenever he has something he wants to say, and then we're going to read Oh, oh, he's actually typing now. So Dave would like to take back everything he says. <laughs> he says the uh, the Mountain Dew match was was a harsh, that, uh, that the Rumble was was mediocre at best, and that he said the whole time he was watching it, he just wished it was Wednesday so he could see Dynamite. And um, we'll keep you up to date through the course of the show with Dave's uh, scintillating insights. Um, as we go through, he'll he'll type them into the into the mast box here, and we'll read them out. Sorry to interrupt you, Dara. <laughs> it's
2: okay, Martin. So Martin is doing his own version of the raw GM gimmick now. <laughs> <laughs> for, for fifteen years ago, uh, well, look okay.
1: <laughs> through the course of the show with Dave's, uh scintillating insights um as we go through he'll he'll type them into the into the message box here and we'll read them out. Sorry to interrupt you, Dara. <laughs>
2: it's okay, Mark. So Martin is doing his own version of the raw GM gimmick now. <laughs> <laughs> for, for fifteen years ago. uh well look
1: okay. uh streaming platform. Uh, we don't have like the kind of swearing limitations and stuff that we have so dave would like to clarify that when he said dms he did mean dick packs. he wants he you to send him dick packs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh poor dave <laughs> um anyway so Martin, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna we're gonna go through tradi- what we didn't cover in the last series I, can i just say i'm fucking really annoyed that cody road showed up man i'm <laughs> I hate him so much. I think, and it, you know, and it's a personal thing. It's not just, I don't like him as a wrestler. I can't stand him as a person. I see his stupid face and I get angry. I hear his music and I get angry. I want him to go away. Or at least come back as Stardust. Then it wouldn't be too bad. I just don't get it. But you
1: you only want him to come back as Stardust because that's a punishment.
2: No, I genuinely like Stardust. Stardust was
1: great. I think, um, I mean, I, I, I really like him, okay? I... Loved his matches in AEW. I mostly loved his character. Sometimes he went too far into the... I mean, when he tried to solve racism, that was...
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. A step oh, too man. far for
1: me. <laughs> so, I, I have to admit <laughs> I that
2: forgot about that until just now. Yeah, that was...
1: I So, I, I oh. try not to... I know I'm the big AEW guy in the show, but I try not to... I try not to let my fandom sort of slip into tribalism yeah so I, I i admit i genuinely did have to make a conscious note whenever he went to wwe not to feel like betrayed not mm. to like automatically hate him because mm. it's like well lucky the same guy and he's obviously you know he's doing what's best for him and you know he can't begrudge him that so i like admit i did have to make a conscious effort to do that at first um so I don't know. I think if I can, if I can forgive him, surely you can.
2: You're just a better man than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's more just the case that like, I don't know. I just it, it it's a mid Carter thing, you know. I'm like, and that was the big problem with with like because we're obviously watching WWE when they have stars, you know, and it's like, whoa, this, you know. Even Val Venus, I can't wait to see Val Venus next week, you know, and that's a weird <laughs> sentence. Um but what even watching the rumble, like Brock Lesnar comes out, Edge comes out, and you're like, Oh, the lads And then Chad Gable walks out and you know Santana's actually, Escobar and you Actually know, like
1: like Gable's better. So I like no
2: I say, No 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 a, no no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna finish this point on. Yeah, yeah, go
1: ahead.
2: It's Montez Ford and you're like none of these lads are stars and then Cody Rhodes walks out and it's like okay they're saying he's a star they're presenting him like he's a star and he's not he just feels like I don't know what it is and maybe if the listener, the listeners can kind of or if you know Martin like I just don't know what it is he just doesn't feel like a wrestler you know he feels like some guy who was going to a wrestling show you know you know, and I don't know. That that's I, what it feels. I, I, feel. it's I weird. think
1: they're I think they're lighting him up to be the next uh Cena. Yeah, but at least like with Cena pure but, white meat baby face.
2: But at least with Cena, like Cena looked legit, you know. He you know, he had the you know he had the physique, he didn't have the moose, had the character <laughs> that didn't really make any sense. Cody's character is my dad was Dusty Rhodes. I want to be Dusty Rhodes. And you're like,
1: and he never won the belt.
2: And he never won. But I'm like, there's probably a reason he didn't win the belt because he (laughs) was shit. And what I don't get is
1: how you're you're Dusty Rhodes' son and you're like, uh, sort of feeling nostalgia for his WWF days. Because, yeah, WWF is where he was the legit hard hitting wrestler given like the you know the hard times um mm. promo and all that WWF they took him in they stuck him in polka dots like they made fun of him they yep. made this whole like this real touchy racist element with the um your woman who used to accompany him and yeah like
2: uh you took the words out of my mouth uh is exactly <laughs> what I mean. I mean like it wasn't like it was WCW kind of thing it's like a WWE kind of shit. And and racist.
1: <laughs> and he was never, like, in WWE, he was never... when Like, I I watched... That was my, like, prime WWF watch in years. Mm. I, he was always mid-card. I mean, like, the one time he won on a count-out, like, sure, bloody, and we should say, uh, uh, you know, best wishes and all that to the family and friends of Larry Pafo, but Absolutely. should... The genius beat Hulk Hogan on a countdown. Like, it's not a. I don't know. I think he is. Uh, he really <laughs> over glamorizes. His dad had an incredible career. Yes. WWF was not the incredible part no. of that career.
2: No, it wasn't. And it, it's just, it, it's, it's, that's what I mean. His entire gimmick is like he's buying into, he's like a proper mark for himself. And it's like, that's not a gimmick. That's, that's, you know, you're not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan can't even do that anymore. People are finally sick of it. And it's just, I, that's the problem I have with Cody, I think. Where it's like, Jesus, man, it's all right to be a mid character. Just be a mid character. And I, I do think it's the problem. It, like, it will bite WWE back in eventually, um, you know, creatively or whatever. But, like, at least they're building stars. But, I mean, in the Rumble here... There was very like even look at Drew McIntyre, Gunther, you know they can do so much, or Walter, they can do so much with him, and I don't know. I just think Ben the farm and Cody. I mean, I I just I don't see how at the end of WrestleMania, him holding the belt up.
1: But he he has to.
2: No, if, he, if has he, to. no if he, he has. No, he doesn't.
1: To. He's goosed. He's if he does not win at WrestleMania, he is going. Straight into a US title program and oh, from I mean, that,
2: start us back
1: one real that he'll real. never get out of. And probably, you probably would see it come back. Oh, some, he unreal. absolutely has to win. And probably, from a real life point of view, yeah, if WWF or WWE, if they're looking to entice uh, wrestlers from AEW over, mm. they're gonna have to be able to show, Well, look, we brought Cody over and. You know, everything's going really well for him.
2: Mm, that's a good point too. Yeah, you don't you you, you, don't, you don't well, I mean, he won the Rumble. That's yeah. already a big endorsement. Like like it or not, I know there's been one or two duds with the Rumble since it's been like an important thing. Um
1: oh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's still an uh, an achievement.
2: Absolutely. Like it's you know really yeah. when you look at the list you're like, oh wow, this, that list isn't actually that long, you know.
1: Oh, even more so I think a rumble win's a bigger thing than a... a Certainly than a King of the Ring win.
2: I think so too, uh, yeah. Even
1: a, even a Money in the Bank win, I think a rumble win's a bigger deal.
2: I think it means they have a lot more faith in you than than anyone else. And look, the thing about it, I could be wrong. I just... It, it, look, it's the same... Pro, and I mean, look, I've been doing this show. Not this show, but wrestling media since 2007. And I, for years I said, I said the same thing about Cena. All I want is a character. And I don't get it from Cody. I'm like... You can't just be a mark for yourself and your dad. That's not a character, you know? So I hope, like, again, I loved them as Dashing Cody Rhodes. I thought that was actually fantastic. Broken Cody Rhodes was unbelievable. And Stardust, I thought, was hilarious. Genuinely awesome. This is, like, the worst version of Cody Rhodes. And I don't understand why it's the most successful one. And that's where think, I'm coming from.
1: Do you think the Das stuff is, like, so you're saying your issue is that he's a mark for himself you think all the stuff being about his da, that's his way of being a mark for himself but making it seem as if yeah. he's not talking about yeah. himself.
2: Yeah, no, I genuinely do. It's just like genius. He,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm I'm going to fulfil the Rhodes legacy and the Rhodes name and everyone thinks, oh, he's talking about his dad, but Cody's yeah. in the ring going, yeah, my fucking name.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's your heel card. If he came out with that and he's like, listen, I don't give a you know what about any of that shit. I was saying, this is about me. That would be oh, un- here's, here's real. the
1: thing. Here's the thing about that though. It, it would be, and I was, I was on tender hooks, uh, just before he left AEW. I didn't think any of the stuff with him leaving was real. I thought, so he he'd been a face since day one, mm. and he'd been that real kind of boring white meat John Cena baby face to the you know the point where the fans hate you
2: yeah they start they, uh, it, it's it, it's it's what happened with Cena like people just can't uh, stand it Yeah,
1: I thought he was about he was on the cusp of leaning into that and it was going to be I thought it was going to be the greatest heel turn since Brett kicked mm-hmm. the hell out of Austin's leg since mm-hmm. Brett kicked his leg out of his leg um, I like Honest to God Up until He actually showed up At Wrestlemania I was still thinking No this is all part Of this Massive heel turn He's going to do In the AEW no. The fact that he didn't um, And the fact that he's Had stuff out About you know uh, You know he, he wants to have Like a political career After wrestling And he wants to quit wrestling By the time he's 40 or 45 He's not going to be Like one of these Broken down Injured guys I don't think he's ever turning heel. I think he has it in his contract that he is going to be like the face of the company, you know, like, so he'll be a baby face champion and he'll do all the, he'll do all the, you know, um, Uh, make a wish wish. foundation stuff and he'll do all the public speaking he'd be nice and presentable there with the belt i don't know maybe they'll put makeup over the neck tattoo or something but
2: (laughs) that's the worst tattoo ever
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i I don't think he's a i i I agree with you 100 percent. he would be an amazing heel i just don't think he's ever turning
2: I think I'm geared up now for the next ten years of of like him just being John Cena. I can just feel it, which is why I'm glad we don't cover this show week to week because I just know. But I mean, look, it is what it is. Obviously, someone likes him. Um, I I don't get it. I mean, maybe I'll get it eventually. Like Logan Paul. Here's the thing. I as a person, whatever. He is one of the best wrestlers. He they no. Have.
1: That, he's not. He is. The he one. he is a he is an excellent, and I have I like you, on a personal level, despise him. Yeah,
2: I, I know. I, I, I hate. that I even have to say that. Like,
1: <laughs> but I have absolutely no problem admitting that he is a phenomenal athlete. He's an incredible athlete. But going out there, twice a year, memorizing a couple of spots, and having an actual wrestler handhold you through a match. Does not make you a great wrestler. He is not a great wrestler. He is a, he is very athletic, and he's very charismatic, um, but he he's not a wrestler. He could not, uh if you were to take his name off him, he could not go out and, like, you know, have an actual wrestling match. Oh yeah, he, that's fair. He enough. couldn't that's build a character enough. from nothing. He couldn't, you know, engage you purely with what he does in the ring like he's i i get i really annoyed people say he's a great wrestler no that's fair shows up twice a year and remembers his spots
2: no that's really fair but i mean it's it's i've never seen anyone do that you know go from like nothing and just appear like actually bad bunny bad bunny is really good as well um but yeah, I mean, he, yeah, you're not dealing with the with the road, and you're not dealing with the injuries, and you're not dealing with all the other
0: stuff that comes. Yeah, with and the,
1: the, sure. and having to go on the WWE live tour, and hmm. you know, wrestling with an injury that's not quite bad enough to take time off, but keep wrestling. Like he's, I get, I get, I don't like when they bring in celebrities, and the celebrities can do it just as good or better than the wrestlers, because it makes it seem like. It's one of those things that points out what you're watching is
2: phony. Yeah, no, that's fair. But like, I will have to say that spot, that spot, oh, the it was phenomenal. actually, it was phenomenal, and it's it like, was, yeah. wow, that's that's incredible. You know, it really is. And it's it's like the rumble. I, it just shocks me that people say it's the best rumble of all time. I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, it's really not. It like I thought it was terrible, and on rewatch, it, it's a little bit better. Um, you know not for me not like i was just disappointed more than anything else but you know the actual rumble itself it had its moments of being really good i think it started off really well like you were saying and then it built you know it built up to a little bit of a disappointment but best rumble ever absolutely not i'm, I'm sorry
1: not, not remotely not here do you think like there was a... any kind of uh <laughs> it only just clicked at me there do you think there was any kind of uh baby Corporate issues or corporate concerns with Mountain Dew sponsoring the the Bray Wyatt match and uh, Logan, whatever you call him, coming out with his Primer juice. Uh,
2: maybe I mean I like I think maybe that's why he didn't get the whole show and he just got that match.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, moving on to the, the Women's Rumble. Um, well,
1: not... before before we hit the Women's Rumble. See, this is how forgettable everything else was. So we had the Bray Wyatt LA night match, five minutes. You're forgetting, we had the Women's Raw Championship.
2: That's true, yes. Bianca
1: we Belair and Alexa did. Bliss went we a full seven minutes.
2: Oh my God, yeah. So <laughs> I was texting, because um, I flew in literally that day, like two hours beforehand, and I was texting uh, CJ in my band. And he, you know, he's, you know, he wants to come on the show. Actually, he's asked to be on the show, so he will get him on the show. Um, but he's only watching wrestling since the pandemic. Like he watched AEW when Punk came back, uh, so he, this, this whole thing is new to him, you know. And he was just horrified by what happened next with this Alexa Bliss thing. So I'm interested to see what you think, Martin. If you were on this, like, what did you think about this whole thing? This whole thing.
1: I mean, the match was. I I used to really like Alexa Bliss. Like, she had was had actual real promise as a wrestler. Like, she's really good. Like her matches.
2: Well, she's been injured for years.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And and some of the women's matches can, you know, they don't have a lot of impact, or like certain wrestlers don't have a lot of impact. But I always thought, even though she's only five foot, I always thought she was great. Mm. Um, the Bray Wyatt stuff was nonsense I thought whenever she got away from that I was like at least she can go back to who she was now or she can go on and do something else mm. but when this match was over, the actual match was uh, it was just nothing, it was a nothing match it was a, it was a raw match uh, but when it was over and she's on her knees in the ring and the thing pops up on the video screen with Uncle Howdy and the Fiend and then fucking lily shows up i was like oh my god this poor woman could you just let her out of this mire (laughs) you have her in (laughs) this terrible
2: this terrible nonsense you have her in yeah yeah no i mean i agree i the match itself it was what it was it you know it was exactly what i expected it to be absolutely nothing um i don't really have a lot of time for bianca as a as as champion. I you know, I think her first run her first run on it was quite good. This run has been middling, but then again they're not giving her anything to do. Yeah, I don't it, think
1: it's her fault. No,
2: like, I I just I, it, it is they they write themselves into this situation all the time where Bianca's character isn't great. She's not really pushing anything to really kind of write home about. She really is just, you know, the white meat baby face a lot of the time. So I mean I think at WrestleMania they'll give her so you know the match will be better. Um but no this was this was um the Alexa Bliss show. (laughs) That was the whole point of this.
1: Yeah.
2: And unfortunately she's back probably gonna be back with the with you know the wire family.
1: Uh, And that was that for me was like so the Bray Wyatt stuff, the Fiend stuff, when it started, I was well into it. Mm. Really liked what they were doing. Really liked that you have, you know, has had all these previous wrestling characters and he's never gotten to be himself mm. and he's been kicked out of the company and brought back in and, you know, he's snapped now. He's had enough and he's these two different people and loved love that element of it. And mm. then it gradually got dafter and dafter uh, by the time we had the black goo and the box-like structure, like, I was the just, box <laughs> I was just
2: oh, Lord.
1: Uh, you know, like, and, and it seems that this new character is already on that trajectory to unwatchable silliness that it took the fiend, you know, he had six good months of the fiend before it got to unwatchable silliness and it feels, it feels like this new character is,
2: we're there already.
1: Yeah, it's there already. It's, yeah, yeah, he's no. already had his first bloody match.
2: And, and already you know, it's, it's we're already
1: into
2: the yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. Like I don't know. I and it, it there's only so much Alexa can do again because of injury. It's just very sad that it's crippling her. You know, it's like they're they're actually destroying any any hope the girl has of still remaining some sort, some sort of relevant, you know, after it? But like
1: maybe, maybe the point is that she can do this for six months and never have to actually wrestle.
2: Yeah, that's why they're doing it. They're, they're doing yeah. it because you know she can't take bumps, which is totally fair. Um, God,
1: would she not be better off doing a, a Kenny Omega and just disappear for a year and come back a hundred percent?
2: No, I think it's like, is like it's you don't recover from it you know from what i hear it's years like she's, she's been wrestling with it for years um so it's just the kind of case where this is the only way you're going to be able to see her which i think look it, it's fair i'd rather see her than not see her i just wish it was not with this stupid gimmick that, does, that doesn't get anybody over um but look we'll we'll, we'll wrap this up with the rumble Um uh, we'll go another 15 minutes kind of make it a nice 90 minutes Okay. Um, so look, man. This was about an hour. Uh yeah. it wasn't bad. Like oh, look, I'm glad Rhea won, won Uh sorry, I'm glad Rhea won. Uh she is brilliant. Genuinely she she is like class. And the whole Judgment Day thing is super fun as well. Um she defeated Liv Morgan to, to get the win and to go for the women's championship at now WrestleMania 39. Uh there was no real surprises in this. Um Michelle McCool showed up. Naya Jax disappointed everybody. Um <laughs>
1: the, the weird, oh, no. do you know what's even better about Naya Jax's the fact that it was disappointing that she showed up at all. They didn't even get the countdown. Whatever happened with production when they meant to put up the ten nine eight clock, mm. they put up her the Naya Jax uh video and her music
2: so her music
1: and all hit and then the (laughs) clock came off
2: (laughs) oh god now the the best thing she's ever done is scream
1: oh my hole
2: (laughs) which i for for irish listeners will really really appreciate that because that is like a proper saying in ireland but i I didn't realize it was a saying in like the states so we all learned the thing but that 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 won a lot of uh a lot of lulls over here. People really appreciated that. <laughs> um, but, man, look. There were a lot of job. I don't want to say jobbers, because that's really f- unfair on the women here. But there were a lot of, like, NXT, not call-ups, but just randos. And even, like, Raw and SmackDown, like, I didn't know some of these people. I, I genuinely didn't know. Um, so, and again, we don't watch the show, so how would I know. But it, it really kind of felt like I start zoning out at random points of this. Also, who's Chelsea Green? I don't know who Chelsea Green is.
1: Well, so what I I, I uh, quite like Chelsea Green. Um this actually played into some of my disappointment around the, the men's rumble. Um because I thought, oh my god, Chelsea Green's coming. They're gonna get Matt Cardona in. Mm. Um and prior to prior to the rumble coming out, I think WWE didn't want people to be disappointed, so they put out this really weird statement saying that. Well, actually, we have Oh, even she asked. was Van Ness. Do you know? Ah, Ch- she was Van Ness. Oh, oh, yeah, I know her from Impact. Oh yeah, and she but she was big even as Chelsea Green. She she was in NXT as Chelsea Green. I really loved. She had this gimmick before um, before NXT. Tea, where she was uh, Chelsea Green, the hot mess, and she used to come out in, like this and wrestle in like this torn um bridal dress with her yeah. makeup all smeared and like mascara running down her face, like she'd been crying. I thought it was an amazing gimmick. Um, I'm, I'm gonna
2: have to look, I'm gonna have to look like look that up because I really liked her as Van Ness. So, I mean, I didn't oh, realize look, she, I didn't yeah, realize she was the hot no, I will. Yeah. I absolutely will. I, oh, and that's really unfortunate because I mean, they didn't even. There was nothing to show, you know, that she was anything special in this match. Which well, is that was the, the thing. Yeah, which so, is the rumble. Fair. I get that. I like. I know people are gonna be like, eh, "She's only in it for." Go-. I mean, yeah, fair enough. But like, come on, like sign her. I think she's in it for five seconds. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's she, she she in five seconds. Like she didn't have to win, but like a good way. You bring in the rumble to introduce people. A good way is to do is to have them come in, and have them put up a hell of a fight. Have them, you know, have them eliminate a big name. But
2: have he, them... ma- Dude, but even have her do that. Well, you described there. Imagine, like everybody be like, "What the fuck was that?" Like you know, and they'd, you know, you'd have a character like. There's that's the most unique thing. That would be the most. That'd be more unique than the fucking. um Mountain Dew match, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Im- like imagine that, because you'd be like, "Oh man, what was that? Who was your one?" You know, Um and and I I would be into that, but no, they they didn't do anything like that. They just had her out for five seconds,
1: and she got yeah, beat, she, and that was it. Um. So what I was saying was that uh, sorry. sorry for yeah. So I me. thought no, 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 not at all. I, I like when we get all Bill, Billy Connolly very f- free form, free flowing <laughs> conversations. Um. But whenever she was there, yeah, so I, I thought Matt Cardona would be in it. Um but WWE put out this message saying yeah. that oh we haven't even asked the rock to be in the rumble because we're more than pleased with the surprises we have. Right. So that got me thinking, Oh right, they have some they have some big name. They've got somebody coming in unexpected. Maybe it's Matt Cardona and they're gonna let him be Matt Cardona rather than Zack Snyder. Or not that's Zack Ryder. Ryder. Um You know, like, we're really pleased with the surprises we have. It Mm. really hyped up, you know. And then we got Bucker T. (laughs)
2: Uh, I love Bucker T. It's always great to see him. But, oh, man, it, it was... It was not. It was not an equal. These are not an equal trade. It's like that. Mean, no, you know. I. I will yeah. give you this, and you will get that, and that's you know. Yeah.
1: We didn't even ask the Rock. Why would we ask the Rock? We've got Booker T coming in to do a spin a Rooney. <laughs> that's all you um, need.
2: You only need one spin You're fine. The, yeah. the women's
1: match. So I. I 100% agree with you, uh, on how I, I thought the Chelsea Green debut was absolutely um, bungled, uh, but. I kind of, even though it was a bit botchier, even though it had more lesser-known characters in it, you know, from NXT and... um, Is NXT UK even still going?
2: No, I think they got rid of it.
1: Did they? Yeah. I actually enjoyed the women's match more. Because I thought... I usually do, I thought while its lows were lower than the men's match, I thought its highs were higher. Hmm. You know, so I thought they had some awesome spots in it. I I thought the ending was fantastic. I was a wee bit disappointed with the end of the men's match, just a clothesline or a throwover, you know, the usual thing. I loved the end uh, of the women's match. And Rhea Ripley's performance was fantastic. Because yeah. speaking as someone who, like, the most I have ever done, the longest I was ever in a match was 10 minutes. And when I rolled out of that ring at the end of it, I thought I was going to throw up a lung. Honest to God, did not realize how, like I was breathing so hard to the point of passing out. Like, like wrestling is an entirely different kind of cardio. It's so many bursting movements. Like, unless you train for it specifically, your heart doesn't know what's happening to it. Mm. Um, so, the fact that she went an hour was phenomenal. Like, it was a hell of a performance. It was a great finish. And, like I say, while, while the men's match was a kind of a constant, you know, three stars the whole way through, the women's mm. went from, you know, one star up to four stars. And it just made for a more entertaining but, watch.
2: But, but the two finalists, sorry, the two finalists actually went the full hour Liv and Rhea.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely.
2: I mean, like, that's a hell of a story. And I mean, that's a much, that's a much better story really than the men's rumble, which I mean, Gunther, you know, obviously the star making performance, but they're really, not, they might do nothing after that, you know? Um, but with Rhea, like she's a star anyway.
1: <laughs> I honestly thought Gunther was going to win. I was like, oh my God, Cody's heading for the US title. They're going to put Gunter over. <laughs>
2: I mean, Gunther's a star. They just need to pull the trigger on it, you know, and they just haven't. Oh, he's,
1: he's amazing. He he is right now uh, because they've destroyed the Viking Raiders. To, to oh yeah, primer. yeah, yeah. I don't so want so. to see them. Uh, Walter is if if I was given the whole WWE roster and I could take as many as I want over to AEW, Walter is literally the only one. Uh, and Asuka. Walter oh yeah. And Asuka. That is.
2: That's fair. That's f- that's very fair. Well, look, I, I don't want to. I want to say um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give this a rating because I, you know, I don't really want to, I'm not, you know. But what I will say is, after watching this show, I can't wait to watch 1999 wrestling next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so. Like it wasn't bad. I'm just grateful that we we cover what we cover.
1: It's well. Look, here's I always or the past few years. I've found myself consistently disappointed by the Rumble because it is still even above WrestleMania. It's my favorite pay per view. WWE do mine too. It's their second biggest show of the year. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why they don't, you know, put more effort into it. Um, they used to. They used yeah. That they what used them, to. Yeah. Like it used to be enormous. Um, I mean, in terms of a rating overall for the show, I mean, people get blinded by by the end of it, the last thing they've seen. And the last thing was obviously the, the Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns stuff, which was excellent. But I think it was, overall, you yeah. had a fairly average men's rumble, followed mm. up by two desperately bad matches. Yeah. Followed up by a women's rumble that was up and down, overall enjoyable, followed up by the main event. It was the, oh, the other thing. Uh, WWE's production. I know part of it is down to the fact that they're on Peacock, so Mm. people are watching it on Peacock, and there are ads. So they have these big blocks of time when we're watching it on uh the network, Mm. where they can't show what's going on because people on Peacock won't be able to see it. But also, Mm. the people watching on the network have to have something to watch. So it was peppered throughout with these absolutely random. Like five-minute video segments for Braun Strowman, just out of nowhere, not hyping up any match or anything, just a completely random five-minute video package on Braun Strowman. A completely random one on Brock Lesnar. Completely random one on Charlotte Flair. It wasn't even on the show. Like they're going to have to work some way of of sorting out this. Peacock Live Network thing because these WWE pay-per-views for me are dragging so hard it's so difficult to watch them
2: yeah no I I genuinely agree and again I had just flown in I fell asleep I fell asleep halfway through the pay-per-view
1: yeah yeah it was it was a 4 hour and 20 minute pay-per-view it had 2 hours and 30 minutes of wrestling on it
2: yeah, it, did, it didn't need to be that long. And I look, again, like I know for people listening in America, they're probably like, "Well, look, you know, whatever, guys, it is what it is." But you have to understand, you know, you're you're putting. Also, it was weird. It was CJ's first time ever standing up for pay for you. In my mind, I couldn't handle that because I'm like, I've been doing this since I was eight years old. Like, <laughs> <know>? <laughs> um, but like that was weird, and I I don't think you know um, fans outside of the outside of the US actually. Appreciate that. Like, I can, can actually appreciate what that's like for people over here watching wrestling live. It, it's it's a proper investment. You're you're like right. You're gonna be here. so you know less is more. And I agree with you, man. But, I think but
1: if WWE are gonna honest, have
2: to do that,
1: But I don't mind a four-hour, five-hour pay like. an if a, there's a, there's a reason pay-per-view.
2: for it. no. But I mean, if there's a reason for it, there's no reason for yeah. it to be that long. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like an AEW pay-per-view might be four and a half hours long, but it is. Match, match, match. You know, maybe a promo segment to build the match, but but it's it's four hours. Like it zips by because you're constantly been hit with the next thing. Whereas the the way they have these WWE pay per view structured, it's a series of advertisements and then intros and then series of advertisements and then random video package. You know, mm. but nothing, and then mm. an entrance and then into a a video package for a peacock ad break, and you're watching it 20 minutes before you've seen the first match. It's oh, it's so it just drains me.
2: No, that's fair. That's fair. You know, and I think we'll leave it there. Because I think that says it all. This pay-per-view overall drained me. It drained (laughs) you. It energised Dave, but again, (laughs) that's Dave for you. Um, It was great to have him on the show. Uh, it was. It's
1: always good day of
2: on. We'll have him back up probably at WrestleMania. But Martin, next week we're going back into the time machine. Thank God, uh, oh. we're going. We're going back to uh, on our own little road to WrestleMania, but a very different WrestleMania. I'm. I'm very sure. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to get home. Are we, up home there? Are we
1: the last week of February or the first week of March?
2: Uh, I think we're the last week of February. Oh, we're getting close. So we're we're getting very close to uh, WrestleMania. 1999 which i'm very excited about I, I really am um and yeah man i mean that that you know if, if it's your first time checking out the show uh thank you so much for checking it out we would ask you to go over and check out all the shows you can either on the true penny channel or over on air to media you can get it through the as well where all the shows are there for free we will eventually roll out our patreon um <laughs> This is like a gimmick now. Anyway, we...
1: I hope we never do this. I hope we never do
2: it. We just talk <laughs> about it every week. hope
1: we're two old fellas going. And next week we're going to roll out the Patreon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like Patreon's gone out of business like twenty years. At that point, it's like what are you even talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, we will eventually roll out the Patreon where we will do more shows. But at the at the time being now, you get this one, and we're happy to do it. So, again, if you want to reach us, our social medias are over on the com, it's a link tree so everything there is is accessible and uh, yeah Martin, there anything you want to plug uh this time around other than your how people can reach you via post
1: <laughs> no it's 25 to 1 here in ireland and i should go to bed but instead i think i'm gonna sit up and play more resident evil
2: oh man i have to say actually here's a fun fact for you so I was over in Rome last week and I like to send myself, uh, anyone who asks, I send postcards from the Vatican because I think the Vatican post is, is cool and hilarious in, in equal measure. And uh, this time around, I was like, all right, I'll just see how long it takes to get from Ireland. Because when I sent you one, actually it took a while, it took a little bit longer than, than, I, than it normally would take. It normally takes about three or four days. It took like a week or something. And I was like, oh, their standards are dropping. Who do I write to? You know, write to the Pope. Lad, what are you doing? Um, I So obviously, you know, my criticisms got got there. And uh, yeah, three days. So that's what oh, that's gosh. what back to Ireland, which was quite good. However, uh, it's one twenty. So one euro twenty to send uh, a postcard from the Vatican to Ireland, which is quite steep, but it does take three days. So if you guys are ever in Italy, uh, do that because it's pretty fun. So that's my advice for today. But uh yeah, that's everything we have. Again, guys, if you want us to review something and we can see it, please uh do send it to us over social media and we'll be back here next week on the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling show by wrestling fans that don't hate wrestling unless it's modern wrestling because <laughs> Or that that at least don't want to. God I don't want to. No, we don't want hate wrestling. We we do we, we do want we do love wrestling. It's just sometimes hard to. That's why we, we go back to the past where we know if we're gonna hate it or not. So we will talk to you guys next week here on the show. Bye, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to A Nerd to Know Media Production.